Welcome to season two of Juxtaposition. I'm JC and LC, my brother. We are back. Happy New Year. How does it feel to be back, brother? And we back. Hey, hey, we, and we back. back. Season hey, two. Hey, Happy hey. New Year, my brother. No, man. Well, I'm uh, I'm very excited to be back with you in this new season, not just you. I am more excited even for our listeners, the ones that have been with Juxtaposition from day one and the and the new listeners that are introducing themselves to Juxtaposition today. Welcome, welcome. Uh, welcome, welcome. But I'm especially excited for those who have really gravitated to the understanding of how juxtaposing our current life situations empower us. Uh, to embrace our Father's love and purpose, all for His glory, all for His honor and praise. Right, so I'm, I'm over here smiling, brother, with great expectations that this season we will experience His love like we've never seen before. And some of us, we are going to fall to our knees with a heart full of gratitude to mm. our Father's love and grace and purpose for all He has done for us, and will continue to do. Amen. I receive so I feel that. Great. <laughs> awesome. I do too. And I thank you for even calling out the elephant in the room. Some of our listeners for this season are new. So welcome to the juxtaposition platform. We air each and every Friday with that good, good, good word each and every Friday for your edification. So I also, bro, I, again, I feel the same. Uh, and you said it before. We, you know, this juxtaposition concept, the platform, the podcast, it was a figment of our imagination. And now we are in 2024. We are in season two. And you know what that shows me? So often God will nudge us, plant a thought or an idea. He'll lead us in a particular way. But it's up to us to actually pull the trigger. That part. Free will. We hear about it all the time. Free will, mm-hmm. it is real. And many of us have used it to our ditch, detriment. Um, and I truly believe we miss out on so much because we do not move when God puts something on our hearts. And, you know, truly to be transparent, before we officially launched the podcast, I remember one day really struggling, you know, and, and I was mm-hmm. communicating with God. And, you know, I found myself confused on the what, when, how, why, as it relates to the podcast. And essentially, in essence, I just felt my spirit lead me to, to, to begin to walk. My spirit essentially was just like, if you walk, God will meet you along the journey. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly believe that's, that's the opposite of what many of us do. Many of us yeah. just wait for this audible voice of God to direct us with each and every big or even small decision that we have to make. But sometimes, yeah. you know when we receive confirmation, when we receive insight from God, sometimes he's just waiting for us to take our faith and to begin to move our feet. And, um, you know, I'll I'll kick us off early with a scripture, James 2, verse 14 through 17. And I'm reading in the English standard version. It says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works, can that Mm. faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to him, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? Yeah. So also faith by itself, 
if it does not have works is dead so Mm. you know here we are bro season two we are continually walking with our faith uh so so let's get into it this message for for our listeners especially those listeners who've been around this message is going to be a little different uh as it relates to our typical messages we wanted to allow you guys to get a, a deeper insight into the LCJC story, especially for the nosy saints out there. Who's like, <laughs> let's, let's, try, let's figure these guys out. Um, so before we dive deep into, you know, some of the good stuff next Friday, bro, how would you describe, like, let's talk about us. The, 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 so this episode is called Our Story, The Origins of LC and JC. How would you describe where we began versus where we are now? So before I actually get to that question, I, I want to highlight, re-highlight something that you just said um, around free will, because I think it's really important that we, um, as we do again, go into our story, really kind of make sure that we understand gets what free will is about. And an aspect of that is that some of us, we know exactly what God has called us to do. And as you said, being nudged, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. that being nudges, you having those hard discussions, hard conversations, but yet we find comfort within excuses you know of not knowing of the who the what the when the how right you could have made so many excuses due to fear and i love how you said that you know stepping out and now walking by faith not your intellect not your personal insight right it's things like this that gives god the opportunity uh to to be seen and and then not only Mm -hmm. that but for us to see him on the narrow path patiently waiting to counsel us, to give us that, yeah. that, that, that insight. As you said, I didn't know what to do, but yeah. I found him waiting for me and he showed the way. Right. And that, again, that goes back to us, us believing and accepting him. Right. So um, I love what you said there, but now back to your, your big question, getting into the yeah. episode, how would I personally describe our relationship now versus how it started? Ooh, it's a lot mm-hmm. here. Um, <laughs> I think first we have to start, I, I think first off, me and you started off like most siblings typically do, right? Me being the older right. brother, you the younger brother. We had our great brotherly love moments, you know, family Christmas, all that good stuff. But we also had our, we about to flip this house upside down moments where, you know, there was some holes in the wall, a little bit of fighting, a little bit of biting, mm-hmm. a little bit of scratching, mm-hmm. uh, those mm-hmm. conflicting experiences. <laughs> Objects being thrown. <laughs> all, <laughs> All of it, right? Um, <laughs> however, we did always have, in spite of that, we always had a mutual respect for one another, even yeah. though we honestly didn't have much in common, right? We didn't, mm-hmm. I played sports, you didn't. We didn't play sports right. together, even though we are both very competitive at heart, mm-hmm. nor did we even hang out with the same groups of people or same types of people. Right. Um, and at times, even that would cause us conflicts, right, mm-hmm. between us. Um, but that conflict came in so many different ways because it'll be something where maybe I didn't defend you publicly when I right. saw that you was being wrong or if I felt that you was getting better treatment from a mistake that you made versus if I would have made the same mistake, I would have been punished for, right? So mm-hmm. I felt you were always per- uh, protected from my mm-hmm. perspective, that is. like mm-hmm. Because my reality was I always stayed in trouble. Um, and just for the audience to know, like I literally... Your boy missed out on like three Christmases in a row, like three years. Do you years know straight. I forgot that? Do you know I literally forgot that Yo. until you said that? 
three Christmases in a row Legit. your boy missed because I, remember. I stayed in trouble. Like your boy was in Sing Sing Lockdown <laughs> Shoe Program, okay? Um, and the few things that we did do together, though, like the activities that we yeah. did participate in, and this was highly driven from our mother, and I really yes. appreciate it for this. This kept us close despite our childlike dysfunctions. Mm-hmm. We either found ourselves being or serving in church, Yep. Or participating in some form of community service program right. together, whether I was like the youth borough, RTC, LPP, to name a few. Yep, yep. Um, but all in all, our parents raised us to respect one another and to be close. Our parents would always repeat this to me since I was the oldest. They would tell me, you know, blood is thicker than water. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I had no idea what responsibility came with that. And the analogy itself they used to use for, you know, that analogy they would give me, it was actually frustrating to hear, uh, especially because I had no example showing me how to do what I was being instructed to do, mm. especially from a child perspective, right? So none of my friends were rocking or hanging out with their siblings the way that I was told to. If anything, my circle of people, we were all very much so dismissive or standoffish related to our younger siblings. And so being that quote-unquote big brother, it never really added up for me. And the results of that were me operating in my personal best interest and sharing it with you when and how I saw fit. Uh, But all in all, I believe we had a common start to our friendship and relationship like most siblings Mm -hmm. um, in their relationships. However, just like uh, most siblings in their relationships operating without grace, our relationship was definitely on thin ice, right? Because of that one fact. Um, But however, I will say at this current time, my brother, I can say with great joy that you're more than my brother in the flesh, Um, You know, going on trips, working out together, spending family time, all that's great. But we've evolved to be Mm -hmm. so much more than that because you have become a spiritual component of my body. Mm -hmm. Right. Christ says that we are one body. And that statement has become very real for me beyond me just being one with my wife. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't use one another for anything outside of leveraging God's love for us Mm -hmm. so that we can share God's share in God's glory when we do eventually leave this earth. Right. Right. So I'll tell anyone that that's willing to listen that I may be the older brother in age, but don't get it twisted. Our father has granted my younger brother, JC to be the oldest in spirit, the natural born leader of our family. And because of that fact, I believe that has truly catapulted our relationship over the last eight to nine years. Growth is, is amazing. Uh, and, and humility is amazing too, bro. So what a long way we've come, but just to go back a little bit again, uh, thinking back to the earlier days, it's, it's funny because being the little brother, um, at least in my head, I and I thought everybody else, we looked at you as just, you were that guy growing up. You know, you were, <laughs> you were well-liked. You had a lot of friends. You were always involved in all these community programming you know, events. You were a leader. The list goes on. Um, and not only did people perceive you to be that guy, like, again, like, it was, it that narrative played a role in the dynamic of our relationship, right? So um, I always, you know, because of you just had that status in my mind, I just, I really never felt like I was cool or good enough to be on your level or Mm. to do the things you did with the people you did those things with. You always seemed to have something special that I didn't. And thankfully, I, I didn't take it to heart. 
you know, mm. after all, I was just a little young and just trying to figure <laughs> out my own way. Um, yeah. But the earlier dynamics in our relationship, truthfully, could have caused long lasting impacts if we yeah. did not eventually course correct as we matured and grew older. We know not every brother, not every sibling has the relationship that you and I have. Thank sure. God for God being a part of our relationship. Um, but yeah, so again, I have always been this low-key, introverted, shy brother. So my position relative to your public persona, it actually suited me well. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the biggest blessing to me, bro, is what you spoke to, the evolution of our relationship. And I also really appreciate your transparency about expectations that you were expected of as it relates to being the bigger brother. All the mm -hmm. while, you didn't really have a, a bigger brother to, to be right. that example for you, <laughs> to show you what it should look like. Right. And you know what that reminds me of, bro? It actually reminds me of many of us and our walk with God, our, our mm. faith walk. Many mm. of us are the first to do this thing, right? Mm. We are the first to attempt to break that curse, to conquer that stronghold, to defeat yeah. that Goliath. Um, you know, but as we continue today, you know, our listeners, you will see that you don't need an example when you have divine intervention and divine guidance. But to that point, Elsie, um, what do you think shaped the narrative of your early life and the subsequent or future implications to the relationship that you and I have now? So there, there's a lot, you know, that, you know, from that perspective, because it's so funny, even just hearing you say some things about me, like feeling like I was the guy, I want to be clear, I never felt that way. If anything, I gave the illusion of being that guy because of my insecurities pushed me to prove my worth to be the best at everything, right? Mm -hmm. To and, and be able to explain myself to anyone who would listen. And honestly, I was actually the one dealing with envy as quiet as mm -hmm. it's kept. Uh, the spirit of envy is what shaped the early years of our relationship. Right. Um, and again, for the audience, envy, it's a very silent killer, right? And, yes, it is. And, and again, I'm saying this for the audience because some of us like to play oblivious, like we're not twisted with our family members from time to time or can't allow these type of spirits to, to, to really embed themselves in how we do mm -hmm. things. But for me, I was envious of you at times, right? Because, mm. bro, you always seem to get what you wanted, though you never seem to ask for anything. Um, and like I said earlier, I stayed in trouble. Uh, for things that even if you seem to do the same, it <laughs> was either somehow still my fault because I was the oldest <laughs> or when you, you are your brother's keeper. Right. That part. <laughs> and then, but then again, when it was you, when it was your quote unquote bad act, it, it didn't really seem that bad. And right, the funny part right. is, is that, I knew so many people had so many friends that actually would complain just like me about their siblings. You know, we always had that saying like, man, they never get in trouble. It's always just my fault. So, you know, I thought it was normal. And that mindset from a child perspective could give birth to resentment. I just, you know, I just truly thank God. I truly thank God that resentment never rested on my heart. Uh, but mm -hmm. I will say 
I felt that way because I was a child, right? Mm -hmm. And as a child, I never took stock in what I was doing to cause my life to be in the condition that it was. So to be mm-hmm. playing again for the audience, for those that didn't really know me, I, I was the ghetto child of the family. I want to be very clear. Mm-hmm. I had I had no coop. I said what I said. I thought what I thought. And that that was it. And I it was, was what it was. It was what it was, right? I was always finding a reason to go left when the family went right. I, right. I actually took pride in being the black sheep of the family, which is why I got dragged for filth because my pride was asking for it. So again, me being up a sing sing, that was I deserved it. <laughs> Missed three Christmases in a row. But however, bro, I, I I believe you you fell under the fold of the governing body of our home. Like my rebellious spirit, it wouldn't let mm-hmm. me do what you did. Like it wasn't just about respecting your home because to be clear, that was not an option, especially Facts. with our parents. Respect was, yeah. <laughs> Read in between mm-hmm. the lines, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, you heeded to our mother's warnings about how to conduct yourself, do certain things. You never really rocked the boat too hard. However, mm-hmm. when you did get in trouble, when I would actually witness you get in trouble, the way you would take accountability or show some form of transparent humility, it allowed your storms to pass as, as if they never were there. Mm-hmm. And I'll be sitting back as I'm like, how the heck this dude just slide past this one. Like I would have been in trouble for the longest and he just seemed like he just skated on by. And the reality is what I believe what changed our dynamic was for one, our individual acceptance of God in our lives and sharing Mm -hmm. our experiences um, with each other about our father. And then the application of how we experience God together through our mm-hmm. trials and mm-hmm. sharing it with another with one another to ensure that again that iron and sharpen the iron we became changed right so yeah. from both of us being denied from college at first right mm-hmm. I, I i remember speaking to you and giving you words of encouragement when you told me that you didn't get in and, and, and again i was first to go through that so god yeah. allowed me to be an example then for you yeah. i remember when i had a fellow classmate my freshman year of college i got murdered I mm-hmm. called I called home because I wanted to talk to you to yeah. tell you how much you meant to me and how much I wanted you to do great things when you got mm-hmm. out of our parents' home, right? And I remember when you moved after college, you had, you know, your career success, which seemed to be followed almost immediately by a Cat 5 hurricane experience. Yeah, I got to watch you stand on God's foundation of truth. I remember you calling me during your Cat 5 hurricane experience saying, I'll be fine, my brother. Like, all is well. Meanwhile, I'm on the other end of the phone feeling like I'm about to have a stroke. Um, And it wasn't even my storm, right? But at the same time, watching how much God loves you and you him, honestly, that brought us closer together because I started experiencing life in a way, and this is getting back to those early years, where I was having my Cat 5 hurricane experiences. But I realized that at that time, in that immature state, Mm -hmm. my house was built on sand. Right. So mm. I was slipping in many different ways. So God used you, in my opinion, to show me what his grace looked like from a vantage mm. point that was truly unknown to me. I'm, I mean, the power of God. Right. Like, you know, so many of us, we reduce God to the new car, the job. Yes. The medical issue. But yes, letting God in our life truly has the ability to just have just dynamic impacts in ways you would just never, ever, ever expect. Yeah. And to the point of relationships, it, it's just so interesting to me, bro, how so much lies beyond the surface. 
Uh, but it takes conversations like these to expose the driving forces of, of what either makes them stronger or more fragile until the right, point of right. things lying beyond the surface while I and many others looked at you one way, like you said, you had your own internal battles that weren't mm -hmm. obvious, referring to the envy that you spoke to. Yep. And just think what would have transpired if I had had that same spirit or responded to you with my flesh instead of love, right? Right, um, right. Our relationship would have been headed towards a rocky future. And to that point, I'm hopeful that our time today opens a door for stronger relationships with our listeners and yes. their loved ones yes. that have the ability to create healing and simultaneously use those relationships to bring glory back to God. That. We both came from a good home. Mm -hmm. Two parents, solid foundation. Our parents loved us equally. They gave everything to us. We went to college. We pursued careers. I mean, but none of that was a difference maker our relationship with God was. Yep. And Satan wanted to be the very thing to stop God's plan. Yep. He knew how God would use us decades later to be a blessing to our family, mm. but not only our family, but other families. Yeah. Had you and I, LC, focused on competing on, you know, just trying to be the better brother or succumbing to the spirit of envy, letting society dictate what our relationship should look like, we would not be where we are today. We could have focused on who made more money, who bought the bigger house, who had mm -hmm. the nicer car. Mm -hmm. But where would that have gotten us? Nowhere. And to those who are listening, where has that mindset gotten you with your relationships? Mm. Elsie, we could have been committed to keeping records of wrongs, allowing the spirit of bitterness to come between us. But by God's grace, we chose a different path. Talk yes. about juxtaposition when we didn't yes. know juxtaposition was a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are so many relationships that should have this purpose and destiny, but because the people involved refuse to go beyond a form of godliness, and instead, they, they don't choose to accept the fullness of God. They then never come into the fullness of what God actually prepared for them. Ultimately, God will always be the difference maker in our lives and your lives listening. Um, you know, so we, Elsie, we just two flawed men who came into an understanding of Christ. We pursued an intimate walk with him mm -hmm. and we shared that with those who we love most. And here we are, bro. Here In this are. new year, 2024, <laughs> we desire this all for you, you and your children, your yes. families. You can attempt to be the best sibling or the best parent you want. You can send your kids to the best school, give them all the filet mignon and caviar you want. But do know that will not enable them to be who they were intended to be mm. or to have the impact that God made available for them. So when you listen to this podcast and when you learn to leverage the God-inspired words that Elsie and I have tapped into over the course of our young adult life, know that God is the driving force beyond or rather behind the fruit that you are now getting to enjoy each and every Friday. God did yeah. that and God yeah. is continually yeah. doing that. And the good part is that you too can produce this fruit in your relationships, assuming you are willing to make room to juxtapose your current narrative and allow for divine correction, heavy on the divine correction, mm. divine healing, 
and ultimately divine interaction. Love that. Love everything about that. You're you're a hundred percent correct, bro. And I, I mean, and for the listeners, guys, th- this this is the the good work, right? This is what produces the good fruit that we've talked about before. Um, and bro, I believe that our relationship it it has defied the odds of just being siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to from being siblings to being one together in yeah. Christ, being servants to one another, all for God's glory yes. to experience his unfailing love and his grace. That, that's really it, right? It doesn't, doesn't matter the age or mm-hmm. accomplishments. As you mm-hmm. said earlier, what matters is our heart posture mm-hmm. and transparent personal accountability, Yes, right? Not blaming others for you being the way you are like well mm-hmm. i do this because you made me feel that way like that we right. can't we couldn't do that to each other right and that right. goes back to the holding record of wrongdoing yeah um yeah yeah and, and you know and i know for us like i have no desire to conquer a loved one or a friend mm-hmm. right I, I i but i am determined to be an advocate that the love of god is more important than hurt feelings misunderstandings mm-hmm. and meaningless arguments mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. at the same time i would ask everyone to reflect on themselves and ask honestly do you have or are you participating in relationships that god has attended you to have with your family members and siblings or do you look like how me and my brother looked when we were young and immature Right. Right? And this goes back to what I said earlier. What fruit of the spirit does your relationship produce? And more importantly, what role do you play? Because you do play a role. You you can't just have a relationship and sit on the bench. You got to get in the game. Right. Right. Um, And and the thing is, if it wasn't this relationship mending and building that me and JC been able to experience, that wasn't just. JC's responsibility to make us right. closer, nor right. was it on me to make us closer. Right. However, the trials and all that we went through, it was a test from God mm-hmm. for the both of us to show that we don't just talk about this God and grace and love thing, but we actually understand how to apply it to one another. Yes. Not because we deserve it, no, but because we believe in what He has for us and. My brother, because I, I want to be clear, like I said before, me being the, the rebel child to some degree, my brother mm-hmm. had every reason, and I mean reason with a capital R and a capital S at the end, so reasons, mm-hmm. uh, to say, you know what, bump this dude, he don't support me, he don't care about me, he don't understand me, you could have let bitterness, Jay, uh, stone your heart to where we only speak on the holidays or when yeah. a family member passes away. But thanks be to God that we both individually and and together claim Mm -hmm. that we're better than this. Right. We 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 may not, as you said earlier, we may not have had examples. We may be the first spearhead to some of this. Yeah. You know, but what does not have any examples of people doing this outside of our father in heaven? Mm -hmm. And I and I want to make that clear. That's what our example was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The audience all of you right now, as you hear my voice, you have the opportunity at this moment to bring healing and wholeness to your relationships. Yes. But I understand some of you are afraid of rejection. Some of you mm. don't know what to say. Like you literally just don't words just won't exit your mouth. Mm. Um, and, and then other of you, I don't feel like you should do anything because you didn't do anything wrong to cause division. Mm. And all I'm saying is stop making excuses. Yeah. And start operating 
with people in the same way that you desire God to operate with you. Because then and only then Mm -hmm. do you see the change that comes from his glory, that comes from his grace, that comes from his mercy. Not in us holding these records of wrongdoing. It's in us saying, you know what? We are one. We share the same last name. We share the same bloodline. We are part of the same tree. Why would I want division with you? If God be for us, who could be against us? Who could us? be against us? Yeah, and, and for those who, you know, might feel, especially if you're new to the platform, but even if you've been around and popped your head in a few episodes, if you, if you find yourself to the point, LC, if you're struggling with the words, if, you, if you're struggling with the rejection, tune into season one. We, we, we yep. drop some gems throughout and we'll give you guidance and wisdom. In essence, it's all about your intentionality with allowing God to transform you into who you were intended to be. Yes. Your time spent with God is going to be a reflection in terms of what you are able per, able to produce through your life and through your relationships. But friends, Amen. we um, welcome back to season two um, <laughs> and we will see you next Friday. And until next time, this is Juxtaposition. <laughs>